going on, guys? We're back again. This is your guy, Thomas Gain, TG here for Ice Cold Sports. And it is Masters season. It is the Masters this weekend. Get excited. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Uh, obviously, there's going to be fans back in Augusta. I love, love, love the Masters. You know, spring is sprung. It's probably going to be nice out wherever you are. It's getting some great naps. The Masters nap. Oh, boy. That Masters nap, though. Sitting on the couch, falling asleep, watching the Masters. It's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. Uh, one day I'd like to be there, actually. But for now, uh, I'll be content with uh, talking about it and watching it on TV. And having said that, let's get into it now. My The Ice Cold Sports... Masters preview 2021. Let's get started. So it's been a really strange short time between Masters, about six months. Uh, if you may recall, the last one was in November because it was, well, this time last year, the world was all shut down. So it's, it's a little strange the amount of time between, you know, there and there's a very short amount of time between Masters. And what's even crazier is because it was a very soft course because of weather conditions uh, and COVID and all that kind of stuff, the, they ended up being atypically low scores in November. Because of that, uh, they have vowed to make it a lot tougher, and it is going to be a lot tougher this year than, years pa- than last year or years past. And that's going to be interesting to watch. We'll see how Augusta is already an extremely hard course to play. Making it even tougher is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, when it comes to player storylines, first up, it's Brooks Kepka, a golf superstar. Will he be able to physically play through the tournament, all the way through the tournament? He has. He's just coming off of knee surgery, and he says he's going to play. He says he's going to come out and he's going to play, but the biggest issue for him is going to be walking. Because you know, obviously, he had to walk the course. He says that he doesn't know. I mean, I mean, he says he's going to try. Uh, I could see him, you know, playing a day, and then possibly bowing out or bowing out in the middle of a day of his knee, where he gets really bad. We'll see. The odds are he. There's a reason why most people aren't really putting him in contention to win, and probably and neither am I because of those knee problems. We'll see if he can even make it. You know. He can make the cut with those knee problems or even make it to Sunday if he makes the cut. Also, you know, Dustin Johnson. He won in November. Obviously, a little easier conditions. Can't he repeat? Now, he's got an ice cold. Ice, ice cold. Not good. Not great. He just had to pull out last minute from the World Golf Championship Dell match play just to prepare for this tournament uh, at home. Will he bounce back and make that repeat happen? We'll see. In other news, there's not going to be any Tiger Woods. No Tiger. He was hoping to play uh, this tournament, but then there was obviously that terrible car crash he sustained in February. Multiple right leg fractures. He's still recovering at home. Thankfully, it wasn't worse than what it was. Uh, but this will be the, the, the first... April Masters and the first Masters to be attended by fans since 2019, 
which was the year he won. He had that incredible Masters win, which now feels like a billion years ago, obviously, with COVID. It's still, we're going to miss Tiger a lot. I think the sport in general loses a little bit to it when they lose a guy like Tiger, but it still should be an exciting tournament. All the best to Tiger, by the way, in his recovery. Hopefully, he'll be back on the course relatively soon. Uh, meanwhile, Jordan Spieth might be the most hashtag back golfer around. He might be because we all remember about was six, six years ago. He was on a roll. He was on a tear on a tear winning every major in sight. The man was a, was, was just, he was a stone cold killer on the golf course. And then he got cold after his last uh, major win in 2017. He hadn't had another uh, win in the turn, another tournament win on tour until this year. He had fallen out of the top 100. Not great. Not great at all. But over the last two months, he's played seven tournaments. In those seven tournaments, he has had five top five finishes. And a win last week in the Valero Texas Open. Like I said, first tour win for him since winning the British Open in 2017. And because of that, his odds of winning the Masters have now gone up from 60 to 1 in February to 10 to 1 now. At the same time, I keep seeing stuff about how he, you know, uh, winning last week is going to be a death knell to him being able to win, you know, this week at the Masters. We'll see. That's kind of a gut sort of thing, I think, from a lot of people. that you know, you win one, you're not going to win a second one in a row. I don't know. It's I, I'm happy he speeds his back. He think he's a, I think he's a great golfer. He's a guy I've always been rooting for. Uh, and he's going to be someone to watch out for. I think, you know, he could he could definitely make a run at it, at winning what would be his second Masters. Finally, can DeChambeau bomb his way to a win at Augusta, Bryson DeChambeau, the mad scientist of golf. He, over quarantine last year, he tacked on 20 pounds. And ever since then, he's been killing the ball. Absolutely destroying the ball. He leads the tour now in average drive length with 320.8 yards. He is just destroying golf balls. And he was able to win his first major ever last year at the U.S. Open. But, and there is a but, but Augusta can be much more about, you know, about touch about, obviously driving can be very important, but it's not the same as the U.S. Open where you have guys that hit bombs that can just dominate the U.S. Open because guess what? They, because those courses and the way the courses are set up are for the big hitters. Augusta, is made for not just great driving. You need some great driving. Guys with a special touch to it who understand the quirks of the course. Will DeChambeau be able to uh, dominate not only uh, his driving game, but also getting down to the green, being able to understand the course well enough. He's a guy who's very precise about his technique, about a lot of stuff like that. That could be something to look out for in DeChambeau. And maybe that could be why he maybe he's being a little bit underrated as a possible contender this weekend. 
having said that, let's go into our what to watch for, like the players that really you need to look for in this tournament. Obviously, the big ones. Justin Johnson, looking for his repeat. Spieth, on a tear. Rory, one of the best to do it. DeChambeau, obviously a great hitter, but also a very precise golfer. Be looking to win here. John Rahm, uh, his first kid was just born. And Danny Ouellette in 2016 had the same thing. His kid first kid was born, and then he wins the Masters. Also, him and Dustin Johnson are the only two players to finish in the top 10 of the last three Masters. Only two. So he could be set up for a nice run this year. Also, Patrick Cantlay. Uh, data Golf says he's... Uh, golf Data, sorry. Says he is the fifth best golfer in the world. In the world. And he finished three strokes behind Tiger in 2019. He could make a run himself. Now, there's a few guys I've written down as being interesting. Just interesting. Little, little, little guys who... Eh, maybe they can make some noise. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Phil. Phil knows the course. He's won it three times here at Augusta. I always look for Phil to maybe make a run every once in a while. If he can make a run this weekend, I would just die. I love Phil. Big Phil guy. Uh, Bubba Watson, other guys, won multiple Masters. He's had a tough go of it in recent years. But, again, a guy who knows the course really well is able to win at the course. And a guy who has shown that when he's down and out, Augusta can be his saving grace. Tommy Fleetwood, another guy who's been very underrated, very under the radar. He could make some, same with Max Homa. Uh, the, Fleetwood and Homa could both be guys to pop out and make a run at Augusta. And then Patrick Reed. Old Patrick Reed. I saw something describe him as, you know, oh, his win in 20, well, 27, 2018. Uh, the Masters was just a fluke. It won't happen. It wasn't a career kind of thing. Anytime you see something like that, then they pop out and win another one. You know? And he's the bad boy of golf, as I like to call him. He's, uh, he, I mean, I'm a Patrick Reed guy, personally. Little fat Pat. Big, big Patrick Reed guy. Because he is the villain of golf. And villain, you know, villains, you love a nice villain. And I kind of, I kind of like having that going on. It's pretty nice. My, I, I said to my dad, this is like the real bad, bad guy of golf. Like the bad, the bad boy of golf. And like, oh, uh, uh, John, uh, John Daly. I'm like, well, everyone loved John Daly. Everyone loved John Daly. Wasn't much of a bad boy when everyone loves him. But no one loves Patch Green. He's just a great heel. He's a great heel on the tour. And if you could win another one, I would love that. I'd love to see that. And for my predicted winner at the Masters this year, it's Bryson. It's Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, people are underrating him completely right now because they just think of him as a great driver. I think that he will break through in this tournament, show that he can win at Augusta. You know, you got to win Augusta once to win it at all. Uh, simple as that. He is emerging as one of the best in the world. I like Bryson to win in this tournament. Another storyline. I didn't go over this the other day. I kind of regret it because this is a storyline that is a little near, near, near and dear to my heart. Uh, 
the Cardinals and Yadier Molina are soft, 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 a soft franchise, a soft team. Okay. Over the weekend, the Cardinals played the Reds. Nick Castellanos, Chicago Cup for life. Nick Castellanos of the Reds. Hit by a pitch. Pretty pretty clear it probably was retaliatory. Not exactly the point. Point is, he gets around the bases. Pass ball. Yachty bounces off Yachty's you know, mitt. Uh, and he get, comes home. Pitcher comes, you know, running home, trying to tag him out. Doesn't work out. Castellanos gets in there. Castellanos gets up. Because kind of a, a flex on the pitcher at home. Pretty, you know, standard stuff. You're excited. You're kind of showing him up a little bit. But that's what happens. When you throw a pass ball and they score on you, what are you expecting? What are you expecting? Don't throw a pass ball. Whatever. He does that. He walks away. And then Yadier Molina runs up behind him and tries to attack him from behind. And then his teammates step in to make sure he doesn't get, you know, in the fracas, you know, and he gets pushed away. You know, the, the umps and his teammates push him outside the scuffle, and it becomes a a, a, a little bit of a, a showdown between the Reds and the Cardinals. Doesn't become a complete beatdown, but I mean, like, what what is up with that? Well, and I keep seeing Cardinals fans on Twitter like, oh, maybe Castellano shouldn't have started it. What what the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are we talking about here? He flexed on him and walked away. Are you that sensitive? This is sports. People are. It's like when people bat, do bat flips. And then pitchers get pissed off and try to fight the batter. Like, what's wrong with, like, if you don't want that stuff to happen, don't want to be showed up in that fashion, then just, 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 then don't let them hit a home run. Don't let them get a pass ball. Don't, don't, don't let them score on the pass ball. Don't hit somebody in retaliation for something from, like, days earlier. And then, when they don't let them score on a pass ball. Simple as that. Just ridiculous stuff. Ridiculous. Castellanos, picture of class, was still showed a lot of respect for a legend like Molina. And then Major League Baseball, in a classic Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred move, suspends Nick Castellanos for doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. He did nothing. He literally did nothing. He flexed. He flexed. He goes, oh, that's daunting. Eh, kinda. It's not like he stepped, he didn't do like the, you know, the, the, the step over him kind of thing. He didn't do that. He just flexed on him a little bit. You kidding me? So, it's just dumb. Just dumb. Baseball deserves better than softies at Major League Baseball on the St. Louis Cardinals hurting the game. Disgusting. 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 Nick Castellanos did nothing wrong, folks. Nothing wrong at all. 
He's still playing because he is, uh, he's right now trying to get the suspension revoked. It's under protest. Uh, and while it's under review, he can play. But if he is actually forced to serve a suspension, it's time to riot. It's time to riot, folks. Not literally, not literally riot, but like, you know, riot on in the, the social media streets. And we can we can work together as a greater baseball community to fire Rob Manfred and all that kind of good stuff. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh we talked about this last podcast. Uh, but Coors Field has now been officially announced to be the home of the 2021 All-Star Game. I am very excited about that. We're going to have some really cool content surrounding that, some good videos, some good content. I am working on a T-shirt to get out there. I'll be hitting the streets with the, with the shirts uh, around Coors Field, so look out for that. Uh, pretty cool stuff, if you ask me. But anyway, folks, thank you all for listening, and this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys.